Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to a Friday edition of Around the Hearn. Just uh, kind of a late week this week, but that does not diminish the uh, fact that they have a terrific show on a tap. A couple of terrific guests in uh, Danny Ellerbrock and Kalen Etzler, and uh, both talk about games that I saw in person and just still marvel at. Uh, Danny talks about her college career and how she became a thousand point scorer at Mount Vernon Nazarene University. But one of my all-time favorite games and a game that people have asked, hey, can you get somebody to talk about uh, that game in the win for Ottawa Glendorf over Toledo Rogers the second time that the uh, Titans went down to Columbus? She's going to talk about that coming up here in a few. And Kayla Nessler talks about Crestview State title and how he was a sophomore on the team, how he's grown as a part of that team, and also uh, kind of uh, being a leader of staying home, despite the fact that a lot of people would like for his services to be elsewhere and uh, why he picked Ohio State. It's a very good interview. First time I've actually gotten to sit and talk to the young man, very bright and uh, very articulate about a lot of things, and that's what uh, he talks about coming up here in a few kind of switching gears in the Van Wert area. Lincoln View got a big commitment yesterday. Gavin Carter signed on to play baseball at Indiana Tech, and uh, that's uh, a school that's got a, a handful of young kids, and that'll be a good pitching staff and a good team in the next handful of years, no doubt. Bluffton got a, I don't want to say commitment, I want to say kind of a recommitment in Olivia Koenig because she was at Urbana, kind of talked about that last week and the last couple of weeks about how Urbana shut down their not just their athletic program, coming up in less than a month, they're shutting the school down, which is unfortunate, but all those athletes try to find a home. Olivia found one in Hartsville, South Carolina, down in Darlington Country, a NCAA Division II Coker University. She'll play basketball and play golf down there. Congratulations to her. And then Dante Wheeler from Lima Senior was at Elida. Spent uh, last year at Lima Senior playing for Coach Q. He's going to go to Council Bluffs, Iowa, and play for Iowa Western Community College. They are a, a junior college in Division One in the NCJAA. And uh, congratulations to all three of them. But when I come back, not only you hear from Kalen Etzler, you hear the uh, call from the state championship from one of my favorite people. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. I've said a number of times that one of my favorite people and one of my favorite broadcasters in the entire world is Kenny Stabler from WKSD. This is what the last 20 seconds or so sounds like when Crestview gets their state title a couple of years ago in Columbus. Night fans on their feet. 14 seconds left. Short. At front. Looking left. 
looking right. We're down to 10 seconds left. Now they'll get it to Brant Richardson, and the Hawks won't foul. And time is going to expire at the Value City Arena. And the Crestview Knights are your 2019 Division Four Boys State Basketball Champions. Final on the Williamson Insurance Scoreboard. The Knights 58, the Highland Hawks 38. Continuing on with the look at the local games that have taken place, we've been so lucky to have great athletes and great games. Talking it to uh, Crestview's Kalen Etzler, and I wanted to say junior or soon to be senior, and it's kind of a crazy time right now. I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's weird, especially you know my I would never thought you know my last um, nine weeks of school would have been all at home, so. It's it's such an odd time. I mean, you think back, basketball season seems like forever ago. You guys get to the district semifinals a year after winning everything, and I mean that game is really almost two months old. Yeah, um, I was hoping to get a little bit farther. Um, we we're we we're in it for a little while. I was in foul trouble most of the game, so you know that was my biggest. Um, like, looking back on the game, that was, you know, my biggest letdown. Like, I felt like I let down the team getting into foul trouble, but there's really nothing you can do about it once it's over, so. That's also, I mean, a very good Columbus Grove team. It's not exactly like the, you didn't get their best punch. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that we even got it in 8-10, the game is positive. Uh, it was good with me, but at the same time, you know, you'd rather come out with a win. So, well, it's not as like as if it's kind of an odd thing from the outside of. It's not as if you guys didn't break a lot of hearts on your way to a state title last year. Uh, yeah, especially you know the Clyde game. I think it went into double OT. Um, yeah, I think it's either uh, just right, first OT or double OT, and. Uh, you know, my heart was pounding that whole game, but, you know, I had that little feeling deep down inside that we're going to come out on top because, you know, we were digging deep. Everyone was on the same page, and we ended up coming out with the win. And it's the same building two years in a row. You go to the field house, you get that big atmosphere, you beat Collider by three and double overtime. What's the feeling like as you watch the last handful of seconds tick off the clock and know – all right, now we got to go to BG and put in some more work. Um, the feeling, the feeling at that point um, didn't really hit me. The feeling of you know getting back into the gym, I wanted to you know soak in the moment with my teammates and my coach. And uh, I, I had gone there my freshman year, but this year as a sophomore, it felt a lot different because I was getting. You know, a lot of playing time, I was in the starting lineup, whereas uh, as a freshman, I was hurt most of the year, didn't really get to play. So the fact that I felt like I contributed a lot more my sophomore year, getting to BG was um, a way better feeling. So, And it doesn't hurt that during your junior year, you get to play alongside your brother and kind of see the continuation of his maturation process. Yeah, I remember he he went out as a junior, and he was, uh, you know, a little low-key carrying us. Him and Derek Stout were the two, like, best scorers on our team. And um, 
me stepping up as a sophomore the next year really felt good. I want to ask you this because a lot of people will talk about, and rightly so, the WBL and the MAC with a lot of things going on. But the last two years, you're in that regional in BG as a junior. You beat Hicksville. Grove ends up losing to um, MVCD. This year, Grove goes to the regional finals, and who knows what would have happened. But what does that say about how good the NWC is and maybe doesn't get enough credit for? Um, uh, Grove's such a young team. Uh, like that, so, uh, my sophomore year when we won state, I knew that they were going the next year that they were going to be really, really good team. Um, the rental kid and Clement, um, Burnaster, all those kids have been playing since like freshman year. So, you know, when you get put into the, um, varsity level as a freshman, you're going to develop faster than the kids who started off on JV, our freshman team. And I saw that coming. Um, Bluffton is a really good team. They, they were the only team who beat us the year we won state. Um, and then as far as the rest of the Northwest Conference, it's the same thing, a bunch of young kids coming up. So It's just it's crazy how that works out sometimes of, all right, you've, got, you've kind of got to learn to win those kind of games. And you guys had that too, kind of growing up where Crestview is a program notorious for winning those big games. But how do you, how do you kind of keep that? in perspective of, all right, that game's over. And I know Coach Best, when he was there, talked about, you know, that's one game. All right, the clock hit zero. We won. That's great. Look forward to the next one. Yeah, Coach Best is a different guy. He he doesn't like to, you know, dwell on the moment, um, get stuck on, you know, hey, we won this game. Um, he's, he's the type of guy that when he's on the bus, it's, hey, listen, we're going to prepare for the next game. We're, we're going to get ready for the next game. It's not over yet. So I keep saying uh, <laughs> junior year because I keep thinking it should be going into your senior year. But <laughs> at sophomore, big games, uh, the Final Four, beat Richmond Heights by 10. You're, you already know at that point Berlin Highlands in. Before you look at that, I know you have a lot of ties to Mercer County, and there was a lot made after last year about if you would be at Crestview the next year. What would that have kind of meant if St. Henry had been on the other side in the finals? Um, I'm really good friends with uh, Riley Link. He was on that team. And, you know, um, and also um, Caden knee camp I'm good friends with him too and you know <laughs> I, I really did want to match up with them just because when I go down there it's always um we, we see in the summer league and when I go down there I'll be like man I wish we could play you in regular season um I just want to see how it pans out we're always um smack talking each other <laughs> saying uh who would end up winning that matchup so I was really hoping they'd come out with it just so we could finally um, get the matchup that we wanted, but it didn't come out that way. So, When you guys get to the finals, Berlin Highlands on the other side, they're undefeated at that point. You have just the one loss you talked about. Are you are you calm the morning you guys get up? Because you, you don't play until the third game that day at 5 o'clock. You kind of have to just wait and see, or is that a normal day 
because it's so close to when you would usually play? Um, for me and the rest of the team, we felt invincible at that point. Um, the bond that I had with those guys, um, you know, our team as a whole was such a close group, uh, to close group. Like when we were at the hotel, it's like it wasn't even about basketball. You know, we were just regular high school kids. And in the morning of, you know, the Berlin game, uh, we had our walkthrough. We went to breakfast. And that walkthrough that morning, you know, you want to be all business the day you're about to play in a state championship game. But it was it didn't even feel like that to me. It felt like, you know, I'm back. It's another game with all my, um, all my you know, closest friends on planet earth. So, um, for me and the rest of the guys, it just was such a good feeling. to win a state title. And I didn't think there was really any pressure on it. I want to come back to Ohio state as a thing in a second, but that's late March. You come out and say in May, just a couple of months later, I'm going to go to Ohio state was that weekend sort of, the last thing for you where you knew or was it already kind of in motion? Um, a couple of weeks prior, um, before I even went down on that visit, I had heard since, um, I wasn't allowed to be contacted by a college coach yet. I had heard through like my peers that I potentially could be going down on a visit and, you know, an offer was, like potentially on the table um, if we were to go down to visit. So um, I talked to my Uncle Doug about it. I talked to my coaches about it. And then especially, like my brother especially, my mom and dad obviously. And um, I, I don't know. It just felt like the right thing to do. It felt like home. I, I don't really think I could see myself being anywhere else besides home. So I just thought it would be the best when the time came. Speaking of Uncle Doug, that sort of change in in, in thought process, uh, bringing him in and with Jeremy Best stepping away, was that an easy transition for you and the team just because of your closeness to Doug, or was that a, a kind of a big thing? Um, It was just really weird for me because, you know, I had been playing for Coach Best for the – past two years I've been in contact with him you know from since I was a kid my dad's good friends with him and um my brother playing under coach best um it was just a weird transition because if you know coach best and you probably hear along along the way he's just a different coach he he's um does everything a specific way and he handles everything with class and he's just such a great guy. And when I heard the news that he was resigning, I didn't really know what to think. And then I heard that my uncle might potentially take the spot and it was just all weird for me. It felt fake in a way. So when it finally happened, it took some adjusting because, you know, like I said, coach best plays a certain way and, um, this year is another rebuild. Uh, last year was a rebuilding year for us. So <laughs> I bet a lot of schools would love to have that kind of rebuilding year that you guys had. <laughs> yeah. 
but you know his son came over and he's going to be a big piece of um our program throughout the next couple of years while he's in school so i mean i can't complain about it um i obviously would have loved to play for coach best but playing for my uncle doug is also a blessing so how was the return home and the celebration after the state title because I know I know how small towns are, and when uh, there's no party like that party, I've heard. <laughs> uh, the Van Wert County, there's not very much partying going on, but when we won state, man, all I just felt like I was on top of the world. You know, back of the bus, we're playing music on a loudspeaker. Everyone's having a good time. Um, the whole town of Convoy is the whole little little tiny town convoy is uh partying as hard as they can we get back and it's tradition you know toilet paper the whole entire town when we get back and you know that's the type of partying we're doing unless you're an adult and you just go to the whole two local bars that we have and you know it's it's just it's just, it was just a crazy feeling <laughs> it's uh I, I would imagine too that you didn't realize how many people uh, said they were from there or actually seemed to have been there that night. <laughs> yeah. It, it's cool, though, because it, it kind of transitions into your AAU season a little bit differently than in past years this year, which isn't a thing right now. And you would be getting ready for a pretty big run because you've got quite a few teammates who have also signed D1. Yeah, uh, Julian Roper just committed Northwestern, Luke Goody, Illinois, uh, Christian Landers going to Indiana, and Caleb First is going to Purdue. Uh, Pierce Thomas is going to Butler, and then I'm going to Ohio State. So we got quite a few kids going Big Ten in that group, too. And I would think quite a lot of smack talk in uh, years to come with everybody pretty much being in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, we already have a whole group chat set up in. Um, we do a little joking around. I saw a lot about Ohio State's recruiting and about social media that it's more Ohio-based, and that was one thing that Coach Holtman talked about when he came in was, you know, we've heard for years Ohio State doesn't get the kids from inside the state. And in, in Locally, we talk about X being at Michigan, uh, about Arns uh, being at Michigan State, things like that. But what does that mean to you now that you see – Michi Johnson's going to be a teammate. Seth Towns is going to come back home. Justin Arns is already there. Maybe you get Malachi Branham. It's Ohio State. Ohio is the biggest word of that. Yeah, I think it's important in the program to have pride in your school. And me being a Buckeye fan from you know, birth all the way up till now is going to play a big role. And when I step on you know, the stage to go and play. I think it, um, it just makes you a lot more prideful for the team that you're playing for. And it, you know, helps you get the wind at the end of the night. With your brother being at Miami, did you have any kind of thought on going down there and joining him? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I didn't really think that hard on it. Um, I was just, you know, laying out my options, and yes, it would have been great to play with my brother, but we both have our own path, so. 
Plus, it's see, you know, it's of course being the little brother. My brother says, "I don't want to do the things that you do. I want to become my own man." <laughs> exactly. Uh, plus, exactly. it's been there, done that. I mean, you guys were pretty successful when you played together already. Yeah, and it's always still fun when he comes back home. And obviously, right now he is permanently home. So, <laughs> are you sick of him yet? <laughs> no, um, I miss him. So it's good. Uh, I ask this about every sibling set every time that uh, they talk about basketball, but who wins in the driveway now and who used to win? Ah, this question gets asked me a, a lot of the time. And to be honest, it's just whoever is shooting the best that day. And um, I bet a lot of people can contest to that. Because, you know, if James is not missing, if you've ever seen him play, he's not. He's not missing. He's not going to miss a shot. I think I've been seen entire weeks so. where he doesn't miss a shot. <laughs> exactly. That's what it feels I, like. I, I have still, including practices. <laughs> I was going to say that's probably even more so of, could you just miss one shot? That'd be great. <laughs> it's uh, whoever gets the ball first. But I, I love that question, though. I realize you get that a lot, but it kind of it's always interesting to me because it shows – I guess a little bit of, you know, Big Brother sort of teaches you a little bit, but he's not going to teach you everything in his bag of tricks. Exactly. And I think I'm more of a all-around player. I'm better at getting to the hole. He didn't really do much of that in his high school career. He he could post up and stuff, but he wasn't like off the dribble, uh, attack the rim. So uh, I had that on him for a while, but he's starting to develop a little more since he's at Miami. How much fun have you had playing high school basketball? Um, it's all it's all I can ask for. Growing up in a small town like this, um, and when I was a little kid, I had no interest in basketball until up until about sixth grade, and that's when my brother really got me to hop on hop on the basketball train, and I was. I was all in from there, and I remember my seventh grade year. Towards the end, I was starting to dunk, and that really got me motivated. Um, started to develop a jump shot a little bit in the eighth grade, and playing with all my friends, which I can reunite with now as a junior and senior. It's really fun. The last thing I want to ask you about is this past week you put out a tweet, and it talks about how you've been approached about leaving Crestview and about leaving home, so to speak, and kind of, I guess, starting college early, if you think about it in terms of not having your senior year in front of all those kids and all those people you know, why Crestview? Why Why did that win out? Was it easier because you've already got Ohio State as a deal? Yeah, that, that uh, makes it a lot easier. Um, it takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders. Because when you go prep, it's a, it's a stage and, you know, a lot more college coaches attend those games, a lot more media shows up and, you know, like I say, the big town convoy. Um, so obviously that plays a big role, but I couldn't see myself leaving here. I, I don't, I don't think I could, you know, function without having all my friends and family around me. And when it comes to playing basketball, the best thing you can do is feel comfortable and I feel most comfortable at home, so it was a no-brainer for me. It's just funny because I'm sure that you know if you go to one of those prep schools, I always laugh when I, I see kids who I, I've seen them in high school and I know where they're from, 
they always butcher where you're from. So I'm sure, like how the state has it listed, you guys would be from Van Wert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just always ends up that way. All those Lincoln View kids are all listed as being from Van Wert. Yeah, that's that's a, another problem my brother had on your locker tag when you go to college. The thing is, they put, where do you want to say you uh, grew up? My brother ended up playing Convoy, even though he grew up in, you know, we live in Van Wert. <laughs> well, at least you'll get the choice next year when you go to Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck. I hope you get an AAU season and uh, obviously your senior season coming up soon. I appreciate that, and I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to give me a call. I'm happy to have you. That's Kaylin Etzler from uh, Crestview. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. The senior comes through with the rudder. And Ottawa Glendler is going to the state semifinals on Thursday night. OG 48, Toledo Rogers 46. When I came up with this idea of doing this series, a lot of people asked about that specific game. And it's one of my favorite moments during OG's run of being fortunate to do a lot of Ottawa Glendorf games. I would imagine, Danny Allerbrock, that that's probably one of your favorite moments as a Titan as well. For sure. There's uh, there's probably not a better feeling, I would think. I saw the video. I watched it again the other night. And do you know when you get to the free throw line, the girl kind of backs off, ball leaves your hand, you know it's going in? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I've been practicing. Well, I did practice that shot. It's in the past a lot, and I just knew it was going in. It was weird. I just knew it was going in. There's like a split second where after the ball, right as the ball is going through, right after, where you're standing there just kind of by yourself before you get mobbed. Did it set in right away? You just kind of, oh, man, like we're going back to Columbus. Yeah, it was an unbelievable feeling. I was like, holy crap, that ball just went in. We're going to stay done. It was awesome. It's just, it's so funny because, like I said, I watched it and I remember watching it that night because you shot that ball at the end we were calling the game at. It seemed like the entire town was there. And for a split second, it had to be like a tunnel down there because the noise, especially from the blue crew that night, because they were rolling deep. Mm Mm-hmm. It just kind of exploded in that building. Yeah, it was so loud. Like everyone crowded me right away. I it was so many noises coming from everybody just congratulating me, hugging me. It was awesome. It I and it has to never go away because I remember talking to you on the floor before the semifinals, and you still had the biggest smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, um, sometimes I I admit I do watch the video just to cheer me up and reminisce, you know. So. 
Well, it was a good month because about a month before that, your sister broke the scoring record. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's a good month in the Ellerbrock house. Just one top oh, yeah. the other. Yeah. No, we we both are just really proud of our accomplishments, and we both are really encouraging to each other. So, it's just really exciting. I remember talking to you guys and talking to Troy going into that game. There's not a lot of people outside of the OG community who think you have a chance with five future D1 players on the other side, and Zaya Cook is also one of my favorite players. She ends up at South Carolina. Just how did you guys game plan going in? Was it you were going to stay with what you do, or did they change that at all? Um, mostly what Troy said I remember was hard work beats talent. So that's what we came in thinking that we're going to play our game um, and leave the rest up to God. Was the last shot designed for you or after the two timeouts, Katie gets the ball knocked away back to the scorer's table. That was kind of an audible. Um, the ball was supposed to go to Katie, but they were double teaming her and she couldn't get open. So I was like, I'm open. Okay. I, I mean, that's, that's a big spot to, to be able to get that kind of confidence. Is it, just kind of grows throughout the, I mean, you have five points in that game. It just kind of grows throughout, or that's the, the killer mentality of we're going to get this done. We're going to get this done. I wasn't in high school. I wasn't really a scorer. I was more of a defensive stopper, um, assist sort of player. So took matters in my own hands. And I was like, yeah, let's get this done. We deserve it. Well, and that was going to be my question was you get a thousand points in college. What's the transition between, growing up as a point guard and as a passer and setting everybody up to getting it done with the baskets in college? In college, my coach had a different mentality. She wanted me to be a scorer, so um, I worked. I was already a good shooter. It was just that I had the confidence to in college, and I shot a lot more and got that 1,000 points. Who's, uh, who's a better overall scorer, though, you or Liz? Oh, Alyssa, for sure. She's an overall better player than me. She's got that thing, though. I remember watching uh, her first couple years in college, too, of I don't think she cares who's between her and the basket. No, she doesn't. She is one of the hardest-working people that I've ever met. Which Nobody's going to get in her way to score. Can you quantify kind of which one of those two trips, the, the one with the first time around you're the first team to do it or the second time around where you're a bigger piece, does one sort of... I, I guess, me, I, lack of a better term, mean more than the other? Honestly, no. The first one, they're just different because the first one we made history by going for the first time. Second one we made history by going the second time. So <laughs> it was awesome experience both times. And you set the future up because a lot of those girls get to go back the next two years. Yeah, so it's kind of setting the bar for everybody after that. <laughs> the second time you walk in, and I always ask this question because I remember when Audeville went, early in the 2010s that they said they walked into the Schottenstein Center for the first time and they sort of looked around and they realized the scope of the building. Did you guys have that the first time? The first time was a little bit more nerve-wracking in the beginning of the game, but then we got comfortable and we just played our game and it was just like any other game, honestly. Get your degree, or you would have gotten your degree today, would have been graduation day. Communication sciences and disorders, What what's next for you? What, what do you plan to do? Um, I'm attending the University of Toledo in the fall. 
um, to get my master's in speech therapy. Um, I want to work with adults in the hospital setting. That's uh, kind of a family thing in a little bit? Uh, no. Our family's kind of split. Some are in the health field. Some are like my dad um, works at ProTech. My brother works at Lamar. So it's kind of split within the family. What, uh, what is your takeaway now? You go through your first four years of college and it's it's so totally different. You're obviously kind of leaving basketball behind. Yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment because basketball has been a part of my life for so long. So, well, I would imagine you'll have uh, you you'll have that call from Troy where you can always come help him. Oh yeah, I've gotten that call before already. <laughs> How competitive are these games when the alumni go back to uh, usually around what Christmas break? We play against the current team, kind of try to help them out. Yeah, we come back for practices and things, and it's. It's still pretty competitive. OG just has that in their blood. So, I asked uh, a couple of the current parents. I talked to Chloe Glenn's mom, and I didn't think about this right away, but when you guys came back from state the first time, and obviously all four times, but those girls who were asking for your autograph and taking pictures for them with you, those are pretty much the current group now. How much does that mm-hmm. mean to you to be part of that? It's actually awesome because they're, they're doing so well and they're keeping up the name of OG, so it's just really good to see. What's the kind of the one thing you, you take away from that entire experience of the back-to-back state runs? Honestly, just like all the hard work that all the girls have put in for, since we were little is just awesome to get rewarded. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. That's Danny Ellerbrock talking about Audible Glandorf's runs here on the show. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Big thanks again to our guests for this weekend, Danny Ellerbrock and Kayla Nelson for spending some time uh, while the downtime is really going on. And hopefully that's coming to an end. Restaurants are going to open up here in a week or so. And uh, maybe a sense of normalcy. I mean, who knows? But I can tell you that every week there will be a new episode of this show. Six months now, I realized when I was putting the show together today that uh, I've been able to do this, and I've loved having all the guests. You can go back on uh, iTunes and listen to all of the uh, previous episodes. There's some really good ones in there. Uh, last week, Jared Hoying on talking about the Korean Baseball League. Watched uh, a couple of games, and he had a big hit uh, in game one. His team got a couple of wins, and hopefully that momentum uh, will keep, and they will be able to do some big things. I want to say a big thank you to Richardson Photography. Your home for all your photo needs, sports, senior portraits, family pictures, and weddings. Give White Richardson a call at 419-771-9100. Or, this is usually the easiest part, check out social media at Richardson Photography as well as his website, whiterichardsonphotography.com. That uh, young man does terrific work, and I hope that you do check that out. I've seen a handful of pictures, and he's taken some uh, of us doing some work as well. And uh, does tremendous work. Big thanks to him for uh, being a part of this week's show as well. And uh, we'll see what comes in the next week. It's a lot different every week 
when I sit down to record these from the previous week in terms of what the world looks like, but I hope that you are safe and sound and make it back a week from now. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.